0: Welcome back, my Converse family. We will be providing food for the soul through conversation. Let's go. Welcome, welcome to Let's Converse podcast, where we try to bring inspiration through conversation. Uh, Today is a very special day for me because I have uh, one of my constituents on online, man. And uh, this is a guy that I, I dearly respect. Um, time we've been a, we uh, have been out of contact for several years, but I talked to him the other day. Man, it was like it was yesterday. And um, very respectful man. Um, always had respect for his for his opinion and his perspective. Um, always had had love for just his aura and the way he carried himself, man. And so uh, I know you guys are going to enjoy uh, this conversation. Very insightful, uh, very empowering. And uh, this is my my main man oj connor he also has a podcast uh called connor's corner so don't forget to to reach out and and see what type of content that he have uh without further ado what's going on bro
1: shawad what's going on brother great to catch up with you again man
0: yes sir yes sir yes sir man uh i know it's been almost like 20 years man and uh uh, since we kind of kind of got together, man, through conversation in or uh, just even personal meeting up, man. Uh, so, how long you been in uh, in Atlanta?
1: Well, you know, uh, well, I don't even know if you know this, but uh, I grew up in Atlanta. Mm. My family is, you know, my mom's from Gary, my dad's from Chicago, and uh, at a real early age, my mom decided to move us down here to Georgia. So, I started school here in Georgia and uh you know started out all the way up through eighth grade playing ball and going to school here and then um when my mother got a chance to move back up north she was going to milwaukee so i ain't well if i was going to go back north i wanted to go be with my uncle and my grandmother so i went to gary with him where he was already coaching high school football and so i just went up there and and went on to play for my uncle man and then after those four years i spent four more years at iu and uh It's funny because after like two years in Indiana, my mom moved back to Georgia. And so I had already kind of established myself in Indiana as a high school athlete. So I just stayed instead of going back down to Georgia, man. And then we met about three or four years after that when I got to IU. Wow.
0: Wow. I didn't even know that. I thought you grew up in in Gary, Indiana, man, and you transitioned too um Atlanta so that that's kind of new to me but that goes to that goes to explain you know the swagger that you had you had like a dynamic swagger about yourself it was that that southern swagger but at the same time you had somewhat of a of a, of a midwest kind of flow man and so uh that's probably why you know you were just a, it was a standout as far as your your personality man so that was kind of that's kind of new to me man that's special um
1: um and you, I was thinking about the other day, Sarah. Uh-huh. I was like, I I think you went I think you went to Gary with me one time, mm-hmm, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You
0: I'm you know what? It's funny you said that, man, because uh <laughs> me being from the east, from the east coast, um I never really was on the mid in the Midwest. And I remember going to Gary, Indiana, uh, with you, man. You was explaining to me it was small, but it was a lot of activity um, in Gary, Indiana, man. It's, and when we were driving, you had—I remember—you had this, uh, this uh, was it, maroon Cadillac. Yeah, you had, you had the lac- yeah, you had the maroon Cadillac, and we were—you uh, had the beats in there, man. We was driving down one of the main streets, man. And you was like, all right, man, here we go. And um, just to see the culture of Gary, Indiana, because I heard some things about Gary, Indiana, um, but I never really seen it from my own eyes until I until I got there, man. And to see like kind of an environment in which you had to uh, grow up in, in a sense, you know, and, and seeing just the just the, the, mentalities, it was almost similar to, to back home, you know, just feeling kind of comfortable at the same time, but saying, dang, that's kind of universal. That's kind of across the board, man. There's a, there's a ghetto, there's a hood, man, wherever you go and people, you know, kind of have the same type of characteristics, man. So, uh, that was a, that was a kind of eye opener at that time. I thought I got away from that, going to Indiana and going to college, but you put me, you put me right back into an environment where I, where I almost had to either I'm a run. I, I had nothing to shoot. So either, either we gonna run, we gonna fight or we gonna talk away out of it. Whatever it was, it was cool. We going to go with it. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. That, that was cool. That was very, but you know what though? OJ was cool is man. Like I also met, um, cause I heard on your podcast, you were talking about your grandma. I never really got a chance to meet your, your grandmother. I don't think I did. I don't think I never really got a chance to meet your your grandmother. Um, but I have got a chance to meet your 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 uncle, man, and to see the influence that he had on you and see the respect that you have for him and just the knowledge, the knowledge that he had of the game, you know, um, that was that was very special, man. Cause a lot of times you don't see family members that's that engaged, you know, with their with their a young family member, man, and really want the best for him. You know what I mean? Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Oh man, that that guy there, man, he has really been like my, uh, you know, he's been the carrot I've been chasing my whole life. To be honest with you, man, he, you know, he played in the league, uh, back in the late '80s, early '90s, and uh, he was always my idol, man. And so I got to grow up kind of through the lens of looking through football through his eyes, and so it was an easy role model to follow after, and. uh you know, even to this day, you know his son now plays for the Cowboys, man. So when you saw him, he was invested in me, his nephew, wow. and helped for me along. The so you know, my my little cousin was born probably, yeah, like right when we got to college. Wow. And so now he's with the Cowboys. So he's he's actually you know grooming him and you know still playing old cat, man, into the game, man. Wow. Love it every second of it. So you know he's the reason I'm probably a PE coach and everything right now, man. He he took a path that it was easy you know the followers, just like having a big like a big brother I've never had really
0: wow and it's important you said that because on a previous podcast we were talking about um how you know you can transition from a friend to a brother or even having conversation as two brothers and the uniqueness of the relationship as brothers in the process um in which you, you have to, or, or excuse me, the roads you go down um, as uh, siblings or as just uh, people that gr- grow up together. You know what I mean? And like you right. said, to hear to hear that type of relationship and the benefit you had from that relationship and also the in, the encouragement you gave him to to continue on and, and what he's doing to give him that reassurance, um, I think that's very special, man. I think those relationships are very special. And that transitions me into um, even... I, I really want to want to want to pick your brain on, you know, when you were transitioning from high school to to college, as far as being a a collegiate athlete, um, what expectations did you have as a as a high school athlete transitioning into into college?
1: Man, I really had high expectations of myself, Um I had been so entrenched in the recruiting process and selecting a school all the way from tenth grade uh, through making my decision. I had, you know, was fortunate enough to have access to programs and camps and visit schools during spring ball. So I always uh, knew that it was going to be a bit difficult, but I had high hopes and expectations for myself. Uh, I knew it would be competitive. Uh, you know, just had to all the programs. You know, you know, you're not only the only six-two receiver on a roster no more. So. I knew that would be difficult, and, you know, I, I always thought it was going to be a lot of fun, you know. Um, coming up, you know, in Gary and even in Atlanta, you know, we grew up in, you know, pretty meager situation, and I always thought that going to a college campus would be, like, so great. You know, going to visit my uncle, uh, his college campus, and going to the pizza joint or going to the bowling alley and mm. stuff like that. I always thought that would be, like, really what college was all about, and so – uh I definitely went into it expecting to have a good bit of fun too. <laughs>
0: wow. And and that's key. I think a lot of people go into a college, OJ, with that same premise. Um, it's about, you know, just coming from where we come from and you know, some somewhat, somewhat of, of of the struggles in which we come from and the communities in which we come from, um you don't you don't you don't see a, a lot of uh should I say transitional moments as far as outside of your community. You know what I mean? And so when you go to these college campuses and you visit them you be, you you almost say to yourself, "Man, I'm a. This is gonna be great." It's like an expectation, and then once you get there, it becomes work. You know what I mean? It becomes <laughs> work, and it's almost like you gotta give your you gotta give your life away, and you gotta know when and how to take it back. You know what I'm saying?
1: Man, that's so true. That's so true. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you did you experience I mean, that I, as
1: well? I, oh yeah, I would absolutely agree with what you're saying there. Uh, you know, that, that's why I put that, you know, down as one of my answers is because, you know, I expected it to be a lot of fun. But when we got there, it was totally the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the fun slowly crept its way out of out of uh, the game. And the game was my life. So fun slowly was creeping its way out of my life, you know what I mean, over those four years. Now, I can't say that it was all bad because when I first got there, you know, I was fortunate enough to start in my very first game. In fact, I started every game my first year. And so things were off to a good start. But even in that, though, I did started to realize it became it it started becoming less fun for me and more like work. Even in my freshman year, it was like I was losing some of my swag and it was like it was almost frowned upon for me to have too much fun. You know what I'm saying? While I was out there playing, you know what I mean? So I never really could job with that.
0: Wow. And, you know, it's funny you say that, because, like I said, it seems like. Every day you you're giving something back, you are giving something as far as who you are, your identity, your character, you have to give it back. If you don't uh, conform to the way that they may want you to do it, um, it's, it seems like it's kind of taken, taken, taken back from you. Your character kind of taken back from you, your competitive spirit kind of taken back from you. Um, and, and to and, and to hear you talk about I was not there your freshman year during the season. I came in the spring of your freshman year. Um, but ever since I've gotten there, um, there was always a a respect for your your competitiveness, right? But see, you wasn't only competitive, you were you were very knowledgeable and skilled. You, you get what I'm saying? And that, mm-hmm. that's a testament to, like you said, your upbringing as far as your uncle and as far as just your, 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 your knowledge, your continual discovery of knowledge of, of the game, man. And, and so I can appreciate, I know many, there's many times, man, like, and and I don't know if anybody, if I ever told anybody this aspect of it though, but like, like I've always tried to go against you to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like it was always guys that may have been faster. They may have been stronger. But they wasn't as adaptable and knowledgeable. Like, you knew how to make adjustments no matter what it was. You know what I'm saying? No matter if it was in the route, if it was in the blocking, if it was whatever, whatever you had to do, you were knowledgeable enough and skilled enough to do it. And it always kept me um, in a way in which I had to really bring another aspect of myself as far as athletically. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah, and, you
1: know, I, mean, I appreciate you saying that, bro, because I feel like you might have told me that while we was in school, for one. And and to be honest with you, I always felt the same way about you, too, bro. I I mean, except I really hated going against you, the reality. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you would always I – I, I, felt, I felt the competitiveness that you must be talking about now because you must have been locked in on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you would always get under my shit, and I always knew that it was always work with you, right? For real. You know what I mean? And I I knew I would get good work going with you as well. You know what I'm saying? So I appreciate the compliment because I really felt the same way about you, bro.
0: Wow. And you know what? That was crazy, man. Because you know what? It brings it back full circle, OJ, because as I was sitting here thinking, I never want to complain about the opportunities that I had because the opportunities that I had, it kind of molded me to who I am today, right? But I I will say this, man. Um there are certain attractions there are certain levels of energy that they they know how and when to come together and when they come together um it makes you better you know what i mean it makes you better all around you know what i'm saying and and right. i think that we had that type of always had that type of relationship where if we were if it was a laughing situation we going to laugh together you know what i'm saying and we right. and we going to laugh at each other's Undercover jokes, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. It was like right, we'd be right. in the house and we'd be like, "Oh, you see what he just did, OJ? You silly, why you do right. that, man?" You'd be like, "Rod, you was a, you, you know what I mean." And it was always like that, that hidden, like it was a respect, you know, you know, you know what I mean. It was like a respect, right. and I can appreciate that, man. And I, and I think that, um, you know, when you find a person that is like minded, um, and you and 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 you find a person that is compassionate about who they are. And you see, and I've seen you, I've seen that kind of be taken away from you. You know what I'm saying? Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, And I've seen it every single day. But the thing about it was you never quit. You know what I'm saying? You never quit. Well, actually, I did quit. Actually,
1: I did quit. You quit, you but you didn't. You quit, but you didn't quit. You, you
0: you you did you quit? I said you got fed up. <laughs> you you know what? I remember. Did you quit? And I saw you at uh at Foster at the at the at the lunch thing, and you was like, "Yeah, I will quit."
1: And I'm like, "Nah, you ain't oh, man. quitting, man." It, it could have been, bro. It was after that Penn State game, though. I I was like, man. The hell with this shit, man. They go just ride me on the bench like this. I might as well go somewhere else, man. I took a couple weeks to, to get my mind right. I was really considering leaving, man. But when I thought back about it, I was like, you know, kind of like what you're saying. I spoke with my mom. My mom, you know, talked some senses to me. And, you know, I just had to readjust my focus at that point in time, man. I was either going to get it out of the mud or I was going to get my degree and move in another direction, man. Wow. You know what I'm saying?
0: Wow. Wow, I didn't know. And I didn't know that. I, I, you know what? I know it happened, but I didn't I didn't even remember that, OJ. I didn't remember that you did. Because that I came quit.
1: back. You know, I came back. I was gone for like two weeks, and then I came back. You know, I came back and even probably played in a game or two, but I was gone for a couple of weeks, man. Wow. Yeah, and, it,
0: see, was, it was odd, too. Wow, that's crazy. Because I know a lot of people that quit never came back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so for you to come back and you to come back because I know when you came back, there was a an undercover punishment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know it was. Absolutely. You know it was. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It was an undercover um, punishment. And for you to endure that punishment, um, it shows that you have a tenacity within your character. You know what I mean? And and so that's God-given, man. When you, when you had that type of tenacity within your character and you can say, you know what? I'm not going to allow this to break me. Because I come from I come from a place where I come from no quitters. I come from right. a place where integrity is integrity is a must. I come from a place where um, people had to respect me for who I was. Coming from where you come from, you know, like you said, from Atlanta to to, to, to Gary, Indiana, you still had to be respected in in that in that in, in your neighborhoods or in your schools, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying?
1: Exactly. And yep. so
0: that's a blessing, man, because that's who you are now. The benefit of it, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. And that's yeah, what you, you teach right. kids
0: now, you know what I'm saying? You you can teach them man. from a first-hand perspective.
1: Exactly, man. And and I take great pride in doing that, too, man, because, you know, you go from 17 to 40 faster than you think. You that's know? right.
0: That's you're, you're right about that, bro. <laughs> There's so many things that, that, that coincide with that. And, and so that's a great question. Like, if you were to, what would you say OJ was – the biggest shocker for you as you spun four years on a college on a co- college campus what was the biggest disappointment for you as you spun those four years on a college campus?
1: uh the biggest disappointment man I would honestly say uh, I, I will take it from two perspectives man my mm-hmm. my biggest disappointment in football. Was that uh, we had accumulated what seemed to be in front of me a good amount of talent, man, mm. and, and we couldn't put it together in a way that, like, it was—it n- was never even a harmonious situation mm. ever with mm. all the talent. You know, right. it was either right. the wrong guys was on the field mm. or the wrong guys was on the sideline, or mm. it was never enough rot- rotating of all the guys when we wow. finally had enough guys. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, That was always frustrating because we knew what we had amongst each other, but the world never got to see what we had. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And then individually, when you see cats go off to the league, you know what I'm saying, and maintain careers, you're like, damn, Indiana had a little talent on them teams. You know what I'm saying? Right. But but we we never could really reach our full potential. So that was a disappointment. And another disappointment in football, man, was that it just – it wasn't as fun as I envisioned it being, like, Mm. between practice, games, and everything in between. I just always thought it would be more fun. By the time I was a senior, man, I was really like, there's no way I could come back for a fifth year to be a GA or nothing. I just want out. You know what I'm saying? I'm just ready for something else. And uh, and then personally, I would say it was a disappointment, man, for myself, just not exploring more people and more cultures and uh, just, like, building more bridges Mm. culturally with, you know, the – I'm the minority at IU, so why right. is it that I, you know, come out of it more knowing more black people than anybody else, you know what I'm saying? Right,
0: right. It's funny you say that, OJ, because I was having a conversation even today, and, uh, and you talked about, uh, of course, we have similar perspectives about the football aspect, but when you talk about the personal aspect, um, I've always said that, you know, I came into it naive and i was a i was a i was a a, a, they say i was a student athlete but i was just an an athlete that that engaged as a student sometimes you know what i mean (laughs) no really man really really because i mean you think about it think about this oj where we come from the neighborhoods that we come from we know how to be creative right we 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 know how to be competitive and we know how to figure out problems and we know how to come up with solutions. So if we take that character and we and we and we apply it to a student, we would have been so much more successful, you know what I'm saying? Academically yeah. and and even yeah. culturally, even culturally in, in the culture which, in which we were in. And I think that, you know, cuz we always had a t- we always had a time where we had to be at a place or we if we didn't have to be at a place, we were trying to get rest so we can <laughs> you know what I mean resume with the physical aspect you know what i mean yeah and so I, yeah. and so what would you tell uh uh a 17 year old OJ um and what type of advice would you give that 17 year old that's about to transition into the collegiate atmosphere
1: jeez man i would tell that guy so many things you know i was fortunate man my cousin that i just mentioned about i got two of them one is Actually, his cousin is also in the league. So I got two little cousins uh, in the league right now. And so one play for Kentucky, one play for Toledo, man. And I actually had the opportunity to kind of tell them these things and give it back to somebody. So mm. um, a lot of the things that I'm going to say right here are things that I said to them. And, you know, the first thing was don't take your talent as serious as you as – don't take it as it's going to be enough. You know mm. what I'm saying? Right. You got to work your ass off. And it, it took me being – a graduate-level student, a golfer for 20 years, just an adult trying to get things done to realize that, you know, there's perfection and repetition. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You're going to naturally progress and get better if you just work your ass off and just do it a certain number of times. So a lot of times when, you know, I was drinking or hanging out or chasing after some girl, I could have been catching balls, running routes, or doing something to improve my game. So... Um, that's one thing I would tell my old self, you know, and, uh, you know, focus more, man. Just, just really, fo- even like what you're saying with the academics, man, I, I enjoy learning so much more now mm. as an adult than I did when I was a student athlete, because I feel like I got time to do it. Absolutely. Um, sometimes as a coach and, and a student, I don't feel like, I feel like a student athlete again. That's why I kind of stepped back a, a little bit from coaching this year, because, I didn't like that overwhelming feeling of, you know, practice, film, man, schoolwork, and late nights, super right. early mornings. But um, focus more, man, and, and have fun later. That's what I would tell myself is, you know, focus on your craft of football, focus on your education, and, you know, if you pay enough into that, you're going to have so much fun on the back end, you can't even imagine it. That's so, true. Those that's are, true. Those, those would be the two things I would tell myself.
0: Wow. that And that's good, man, because you have an opportunity to give back through mentorship um, to the next generation, and I've I've always said instead of using the I always broke mentoring down into two syllables and say men touring. You know what I'm saying? Men actually touring, yeah. touring other young men in life. And I always say, don't don't take verbatim what I, what I'm saying, you know, necessarily. But just be able to take some some nuggets or some or some steps, you know, what I'm saying that or some stones that can help you to step up and step forward. You know what I mean? And so, right. by you saying, um, staying focused and sacrificing, that's what I'm hearing. Staying focused and sacrificing because you know the first thing you said was you said, man, I, my expectations was fun. You know what I mean? So right. when you start off with the expectations of fun. It kind of it kind of perpetuates throughout your college career. So you, it's all about exactly. fun, especially if if you experience what we experienced, where you seem like I'm not getting the fullness out of my talent, so I'm just gonna have fun. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, you know, at the end of the that's day, that's what it turns into. That's what it turns into. You're right, OJ. It, if disappointment <laughs> turns into fun, you know, you know, what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> disappointed, so I'm gonna go ahead and have this fun. You know what I mean? But think about True, this. Man. But think about this, OJ. We did all that and we still both sitting here with degrees and pursuing furthering our education. Come on, man. Like you can't tell yeah. me, you can't you can't tell me that that I'm I'm not amongst the the special when it comes to the ability the ability to to overcome. You know what I'm saying? Cause we had to overcome right. mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically. We had to overcome so much, but we still are able we still was able to 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 obtain what we came there to obtain but probably not at a at a at a greater uh, a level in which we want to leave with but what I say is is this OJ you, you you use the word perfection use the word perfect and perfection right and I always say the word uh, perfection to me is it's a consistency it's a it's a journey of excellence you know what I'm saying and so mm-hmm. when you talk about perfection see Sometimes we we are we are we are our own victim of of, of perfection because we want everything to be perfect, right? And so we right, don't engage right. unless it's perfect. But really, the journey, the journey of excellence, is the perfecting piece of it. You know what
1: I mean? Man, that's that's real.
0: And that's what I tell kids. I always tell kids, man, you got to really capture the fullness of your journey. If you capture the fullness of your journey, you'll you every day you'll appreciate the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know what I'm saying? And don't let nobody yeah. take that perspective because perspective is reality. So don't, don't allow somebody's perspective of you to become your reality. And that's what we allow coaches Dude. to do. We allow their perspective Man. of us to dictate our reality, not knowing all we had to do is say no. I'm not doing that, bro. I know what I can do. Put me up against him and see what happened. Or put me, give us a give us some type of, of, of a measure and see who meet that measure. And and that can be you know what I'm saying? That can be seen and heard. You know what I mean?
1: Right. But right. as young yeah, kids,
0: we didn't think we had that voice.
1: We didn't, man. And and, and really we had all the power. Right. You know what I'm saying? We had all the power. We didn't have an organization, you know what I'm saying? That's like right. really College football is not organized for for the players to have the power. That's why they frown on LeBron James and his crew the way they move because they taking power back and putting it back in the hands of the players Absolutely. and the agents. So you know, in our case, you know, they fight. They still fighting that battle, man. Once these players start recognizing it, and some of them are stepping up mm-hmm. and standing, you know, on, on things that they believe in, and and, and they're forcing coaches to make moves and, and things are shaking when they do so. So I think the, the future generations are figuring it out, but. You know, there's always going to be sacrifices to be made, man. And, and people sacrificed before us. We made a sacrifice. And now, you know, we're starting to see some of the fruits of, of the labor for college athletes. man.
0: Wow. And that's key. And that's key, LJ. In the, in, the, in, the, in the last point is this. You know, if I was to tell young people today going into that system, I tell them to honor the relationships of brotherhood. You know what I'm saying? don't go mm-hmm. and don't go into it thinking that the only task you have is the goal of succeeding as football players understand the power you have as individuals and they need your talent they need your creativity they need who you are to make that situation what it is so if you guys will always stay in that band of brotherhood and talk about the thing that's not being talked about you know what i'm saying and if something is not right, right Come together collectively. Don't allow them to dictate the captains that you are. You guys dictate the captains that you are through having conversations. Sometimes instead of going out to the bar and drinking or going out to the club, sit down amongst amongst 15 people or, or, or 10 people or whatever it may be and discuss these are the things that, that we want as players and take that to the coaches and say these are things that these are the things that, that we want as players. These are these are these are our expectations. And I think if they do that as a as a collective group, those that have the ability. I think that their voices not only will be heard, but you will begin to see actions being taken because they depend upon you, especially in that specific year. You can't recruit outside of that year. You know you know what I'm saying? Right. So I think right. those That's, are
1: key. That would be powerful, man, to see something like that happen. And, uh, you know, I would look forward to it. You know, it's just it's hard, you know, well, I shouldn't say it's hard, man, because we're living in a different environment and these guys growing up in this era right now are seeing the world from a much different perspective than we seeing it. You know, imagine if we grew up in high school with all this digital uh, information everywhere and to see, you know, George Floyd get killed, you know, in broad daylight and, you know, I sat up here and cried all day, man, watching John Lewis and 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 reliving his life and his story and what he meant to people. Wow! And really, what he meant to me personally when I found out about him maybe like five or six years ago and really realized who he was. Right. You know, he became a personal hero of mine. So, you know, these kids—they're being empowered. You know what I'm saying? Right. They got parents, they got uncles our age, and, and we talking to them, and they—they they got avenues like you know podcasts to listen and educate themselves, man, and you know, hopefully they take some of these nuggets and start pushing the envelope because, you know, they are, they are the power. They are the prize. There is no college football without them.
0: That's right. That's right. And that's, and that's why I say, man, that's why I say, man, I can truly say that I've always, um, like I said, I always love your, your perspective and always love, you know, just your uniqueness, man. But now this having a conversation and to hear your perspective and this, and to hear your growth, you know, and 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 I can say, man, truly that I found a brother that I can truly um, love. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't find too many people that you can really love because their perspective is kind of, it's kind of away from yours. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Like real, like real talk, man. You are right? You know what I'm You're saying? Right. And You're so right. when you find somebody that's able to share your perspective. You know, in, 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 in living that reality, you know, you can kind of gain a, a brotherly love for somebody, man, that you can kind of trust to have um, communication with. Because communication is key, OJ, because if I communicate with you, I'm going to take your advice. You know what I'm saying? And right. your advice can affect my life and can affect my family. You know what I mean? So in order for me to respect you, the glue, the, the, the glue that helps respect to grow is love. You know what I'm saying? Love is that is that right. is that is that adhesive that makes it even stronger and tighter, man. And so um, I can appreciate, you know, that's why I thank God, man, for this time that we have gotten to spend, you know, in this conversation, man. I know this ain't the last time that we're going to have, you know, discussions, man. And um, I want to let you know, man, that you've always been a, a special person uh, to me, man. And I know there's so much more about you that i have no idea about but i know that we can grow you know as as brothers and and continue our relationship man and and build as positive black men in our community
1: man absolutely man i appreciate you having me on and reaching out man this is good to talk to you anyway man because you know how we used to you know how much fun we used to have man and and not only just you know in a joking manner man but we we This brings me back to a lot of real conversations we had, even in college, man. Because I remember when you first got to Bloomington, you know what I'm saying? In the wintertime, in the spring, and you know what I'm saying? We was doing seven on seven, man. But, you know, I I remember that we did have that bond early on, man. It ain't too many people I bring to the G with me anyway. So, that let me know how tight we was, you know what I'm saying? That's
0: right. That's right. That's right, bro. And I can appreciate it, man. And so... You know, I, once again, brother, I thank you, man. Anytime that I can come on and, and, and be, you know, a guest, man, and, and and really share, you know, my feelings and perspective, man. I'm here for you, bro.
1: Yeah, man, no doubt. Let's do it. Let's do it soon and often, awesome, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So,
0: let's converse, family. <clears throat> we are signing off, and once again, we always end with love and peace.